0: Hey everyone, welcome to Sundowners, an audio diary of stories, struggles, and lessons learned while living on a sailboat in the Caribbean. My name is Megan.
1: And I'm Travis, and we're thrilled to have you along for the sail.
0: Hello, and welcome back to Sundowners. We are out here in the cockpit at sunset. I have a drink and Travis is drinking water because he is currently on day two of a three day fast.
1: Yeah. Uh, we'll hear more about that later, but I think I'm, I'm 54 hours in, 53, 53 hours and 57 minutes right now. So if I'm a little spacey today, or if I say things wrong, please give me grace.
0: (laughs) Couldn't be me. One of (laughs) us gets very hangry. Megan uh, did 20 hours though. I did 20 hours. I never set out for the three-day one. Yeah. I just did 20 hours just to see. And then by then, I was about to eat Travis's head off. <laughs> I was so hungry, and I was so grumpy. And he was like, you need to stop fasting. Your body doesn't do well. And I was like, okay. And yeah. then I ate a big lunch.
1: A hundred percent, and I was super jealous. And then literally that same day, at your 20 hours, you went into the French bakery and got a ham and cheese croissant, which literally made me salivate so bad, it wasn't fair.
0: Yeah, sorry about that, but also it was so good.
1: (laughs) Ah, So yes, we are here in Martinique. We are in St. Pierre. It's kind of the most northern anchorage. We will talk about how we got here and a lot of sails, sailing lately. We've been moving the boat a lot in the last little bit.
0: Absolutely. Last time we chatted with you, we were in St. Anne, which is the most southern anchorage in Martinique. Um, And we had just wrapped up telling you guys about our Christmas day and week and all of that and then we were saying that we had some friends flying in town for new year's and our friends did fly in town
1: yes will and brie came in thankfully low expectations had a rented car so it made it really easy to go up to fort de france to pick them up mm-hmm. by bus i think it said it was an hour but by car is like 35 minutes mm-hmm. so and with them like getting to the airport it, there were i think there was a transfer even maybe so like it was just so easy to be able to use the car. Thank you, Low Expectations, Absolutely. for allowing us Thank to use your car. You.
0: Yeah, so nice of them. We picked them up, and we got to do a little tour of the island, too, um, where they flew in in Fort de France is the main city, which we ended up sailing to later in the week while they were here. Um, but it was nice to kind of just see that from the land perspective as well and kind of choose some hot spots that we wanted to sail back to. Um, so we went to the airport, and we picked them up. And we got back to the boat and Oh wait,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. What happened before between the airport and St. Anne? I think we went to a little place called Don's.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, my favorite restaurant is a very high end place called McDonald's. <laughs> and we did go and we got Yeah, a snack. <laughs> I think
1: that may be the third
0: time we've had it already. So Who is counting? Me. Calories don't count when you're at McDonald's.
1: Yeah, I think they do, but okay, I'll let that one slide. <laughs>
0: That's right. That's right. We did go to McDonald's and then we got back to the boat. Yes.
1: And that first night, the boat, like almost right in front of us, was having a dinghy concert. Yeah. The dude was so talented. I don't know how old he was, but I guess he just had a stroke from what I understood Mm -hmm. from speaking with some of the other dinghies that were tied up back there. Like within the last six months, it sounded like he had a stroke. Mm -hmm. The dude was playing keyboard, playing guitar, like multiple guitar, acoustic guitar, electric guitar. He was playing saxophone, was it?
0: Yeah. Dude, mm-hmm.
1: was so talented. So talented. While singing as well. Mm-hmm. So it was cool. He had a little light bar on the back of his boat. He had some speakers. He had a whole jam session. It was fun.
0: It was really cool, yeah. And with the light bar, it sh- shone, shined, shone down into the water. Yeah. And you could see all the fish swimming underneath. There was about maybe a dozen dinghies there. Um, so interesting, though, because most of them were fish french people yeah um and they do dinghy concerts very differently they do it the right way they absolutely do it the right way we've <laughs> only been to one other but we've heard of a few the other one we had been to was in the bahamas mm-hmm. and it was somebody playing piano off the back of their trimaran
1: which was wildly impressive
0: oh my it the was guy was so... like a
1: professional musician
0: yeah it was incredible but in the bahamas everybody was speaking english yeah and so we get to this uh, dinghy concert and it's a German boat. The yep. guy was German, yep. I think. And then almost all the other dinghies were French yep. um, or French speaking, at least to each other. And we like just showed up unprepared and we had like one drink that we were kind of sharing and a bottle of water and we get there and everybody else has full on spreads. Like
1: meat and cheese platters with crackers and everything.
0: Everything. Everything! They're using the little seat in the middle of their dinghy. As
1: like a bar top. As a
0: bar (laughs) top! And they're just, like, passing beers around. They've got glasses of wine out. This one girl was sitting there with a fishing rod. Yep. And she was fishing some little minnows for her cat, apparently. We got that story. I was like, what is this girl catching? Yeah, we thought she
1: was trying to make some fresh fish, but no, (laughs) she was catching them for her cat.
0: Yeah. So, it was crazy, and they were all so nice. And then one of the guys there saw that we didn't have beers in our hands. We were sharing a drink and he came over and gave us an ice cold beer and insisted that we have it and cheersed us. And it was really nice and super fun. Um, kind of, I would say more of like a community event than the one we had experienced in, in the Bahamas. Would yeah. you agree? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, it was very fun. Like people in the Bahamas would just go to their dinghy and maybe like talk to the dinghy next to you. Like, these people were literally getting in other people's dinghies. Like, they were like, it was like a social event. Like, everyone was there hanging out, having fun. It was so cool.
0: Yeah, and there was a couple of dinghies, uh, boats that had kids with them. So the kids were like running around, like using all of the dinghies that were tied together as like a floating island. And they were just jumping around and playing with each other. So it was a really cool experience. I wish that I could speak to more people because most people only spoke French. Um, There was a couple of people that spoke French and then like a very small amount of English. So we were able to talk to them a little bit. But um, it was really fun and really a cool experience. And then they were... Out playing and hanging out
1: all hours in the morning until
0: like 3 a.m. Yeah, like loud music, and then the guy stopped playing and they just started playing regular music on the speaker, like a straight up DJ. (laughs) So that was cool. That was a fun first night with them. Oh,
1: yeah, that was a fun first night. But then the next morning, we woke up and found that our brand new dinghy not brand new, I mean, we bought it in Marathon. In February. February.
0: So less than a year.
1: Somehow we hit something in the water and it got two little holes in the bottom of it. And I was trying to pump it up, get it nice and firm because we have four people on the dinghy. And it just started leaking air like crazy. Mm -hmm.
0: And it was so sad because this next day was New Year's Eve. Yeah. So we were like, let's go to the beach. Let's hang out at the beach. Then we'll come back and have this nice dinner and we'll get dressed up and all these things. So we were so excited to celebrate the new year. And we're like, okay, we're all dressed, ready for the beach. Travis is pumping up the dinghy. And then all of a sudden, he just hear wah, the... Wah,
1: wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very unfortunate. But, I mean, that's the way it goes. I have dreaded this day for so mm-hmm. long. We've never bought a new dinghy before. It's our third year out here. And we finally bought a new dinghy. We splurged. I figured it would make it through this whole season without any issues, but... Yeah, there's nothing you can do. I mean, the hole was like on the very bottom of the tube. So it's just something we must have hit in the water at some point in time. Yeah, unfortunately. So yeah, so we had to pull the dinghy out of the water, dry it out, patch it up, but then the patch takes twenty four hours, which is New Year's Day, which mm-hmm. is past all the party fun that we were to have. Right. So we had to rely on bandits and Hanu Time. They took us into town and took care of us and Yeah. Thank thank which you we're guys. So grateful. For so grateful. Yeah.
0: <laughs> which just added an extra layer of challenge i think too having because we had guests and we were stranded and then low expectations was right next to us and they were having dinghy engine problems so they were kind of stranded with the five horse and so uh, yeah just extra bodies moving around that we but we made it work yeah and they were very nice to let us hop in their dinghy and take us around town. So we did actually go into town. Hanu Time came and picked all four of us up. Yeah. (laughs) And we went into town, the little town of St. Anne. Um, we didn't know what was going on for New Year's Eve. We were
1: determined to find out. And we
0: were determined to find out. I had bought the sparkly dress in St. Lucia that I was. I bought us,
1: yeah, go Now
0: I was determined to wear. Yes. No matter what the occasion was. I bought
1: a festive shirt in Union? Union, yeah. Uh, yep,
0: in Union. So we were like, we need to do something out. Yeah. And of course, things are hard when you don't speak the same language. So all six of us go into town and we start, you know, doing our best to talk and our english and a little bit of french and everyone's french and a little bit of english and eventually we found a place that would take all eight of us for dinner um so we made dinner reservations and then we came back to the boat to get ready to go out and then we were able to go in for dinner
1: yes and it was a unique experience it was very uh i don't know french specific i would say like they were in no hurry nobody was in a hurry to get us drinks get us food like we were just there, a part of the process, and uh, yeah, it was, I don't know, I I didn't mind. We I don't even remember what we had for food.
0: I had a kid's menu. You kids did. Meal. You didn't have food.
1: No, that's right. I didn't have food.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Somehow there's a common theme of Travis not eating. It's not because I'm trying to
1: starve myself to be skinny.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was interesting because um, Low Expectations hosted another karaoke night. Yeah. Um, so we did stop by there and then um, we had dinner reservations for later like 7:30. So we stopped by Low Expectations first.
1: Oh yeah, that's right cuz I ate so many appetizers at that's Low right. E. There were so many there was so much food brought over and we bought brought food to Low E. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. I snacked up on appetizers <laughs> on Low E.
0: And then by the time we got to the restaurant he was full, but it was literally the only place that was open. Yeah. So we Got there, we realized it was going to take kind of like an all night thing, and then, but by the time we Talked about leaving. There was literally nothing else. But not even the grocery store. We're like, let's just go get some ham and cheese baguettes.
1: Not know. an option.
0: So we were there. Um, but we made the most of it. Um, and we had dinner. And then we Mostly got to go we got out a, on the
1: town. Yeah, we got to hang out as a group. That was fun. Like It was really fun, yeah. Got to experience, you know, a New Year's with Hanu time and Ocean Bandits and Will and Bree. So that was really fun to get a little bit of time together.
0: Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, there was kind of people walking around the town and some... Christmas lights on still, and so it's kind of fun to just get off the boats for a little bit too, and just be a little bit more dressed up and just go into a t- more town city setting, I think. And then after we left, we ended up going back to Loie and sang and danced the night away
1: until like three in the morning. Two thirty, I think, is when we got back. Yep. Two thirty or three, it was crazy. We sang karaoke. We put the moon to sleep. Oh, <laughs> it yeah. was crazy.
0: Yep. That it, was awesome. And that Anchorage does uh, they did some fireworks mm, over the mm-hmm. the bay. So we got to all watch that from Loe's boats and
1: Yeah, Club Med has fireworks going on and then I think Lemarin Le uh-huh. and Saint Lucie or whatever that other one is. Yeah. Like so there was like three fireworks shows mm-hmm. going on. It was actually pretty cool.
0: It was really cool. And I think There was a total headcount of 30 adults and eight kids on on one boat.
1: On one boat. That was crazy.
0: We got to all cheers each other for the new year, and it was really fun.
1: It was so special. Thank you, Low Expectations, for hosting us. That was such a fun experience. It was
0: amazing.
1: So then we got a New Year's Day hike. Mm -hmm. We hiked to Salinas Beach. Salinas, I think that's what it's called, Mm -hmm. which was an adventure. A little bit of road, a little bit of ocean, a lot of mud. Yep. A life flight helicopter.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: and it was just it was five miles of craziness. Like it was just so unique.
0: It was very unique. And let me just clarify that the life flight helicopter was not for one of us. Yes. <laughs> we had been hiking and the life Well, first we saw the ambulances drive by and then we saw the lifelight helicopter land and we kind of were just like walking by and looking and seeing what's going on. And then one woman on the beach told us that um, there was a gentleman who was wading in the water, like maybe chest deep. And the... Sand on the bottom is like mud, like clay. Yeah. Kind of. And so it's really sticky. And so he somehow fell over and didn't know how to swim and yeah. couldn't get his feet up. So he started to drown. Yeah. And she sounded like she was a nurse. Yeah. And so she was able to go help him. And luckily, you know, they pulled him out and everything. But then they lifelighted him to the main hospital, I think in Fort de France, probably.
1: I would, yeah. Um, I believe that.
0: So. There's that little side story that this was not for us, but we did do some bushwhacking through some trees and walked by the beach. And
1: and... so many crabs. More crabs than I've ever seen in my life, like bright orange, bright blue, like the craziest colored crabs and so many.
0: And the most random places. Yeah. Like one of the areas we walked through was like pretty foresty. And the whole ground is covered in crops. I'm like, what are you doing up here? It was yes. pretty crazy.
1: Very unique. But then we made it to Selena's. Yes. And it was cool. There's like a bunch of little beach shops. We found a volleyball. We've been looking for a volleyball for a while. Finally, Now we can't find a volleyball court, but we'll put the <laughs> two together at some point in We're the near future. We're determined to make that work. And then we ran into some... People we partied with on Christmas and on <laughs> New Year's yep. on low, low, e. expect- t- low Expectations. low
0: Lowy e out here bringing everyone together. <laughs> really?
1: They are building the cruising community one catamaran at a time.
0: Absolutely. Which is so funny because where we walked started from and then walked to was about, what, two and a half miles? That was five
1: miles. Five one miles way. one way. Yeah. We had okay, five miles so, clocked that day. Yeah.
0: So it was five miles and they had taken their dinghies around and they had gone to that same beach. But yeah. we had walked over and we obviously had no... Plans of meeting up there, and we're walking on the beach, and they're in the beach, like in the water, waiting in the water with their dinghies, and we're like, "Is that Susie Jane and Busy Living?" <laughs> and then it was, of course. So then we started hanging out, and it happened to be Brad's birthday. Yes. On Busy Living, so then we celebrated his birthday with, with some them.
1: Thai punch. Tea Tea punch. punch. I don't know how to say it. I don't either. It's basically just a shot of rum with sugar and lime in it, which is still just a shot of rum. (laughs) I thought it was gonna taste different.
0: I thought it was gonna have any punch at all. Yeah,
1: there's no punch in it. There's no punch. It's just deceptive marketing. (laughs) (laughs) But it was good. I mean it wasn't bad.
0: Yeah, no, it wasn't bad. It was good, and it was fun to hang out with them.
1: Yeah, and they saved our tails. Seriously. We were going to have to hike back, and it was already, like, sunset. Like, we watched sunset on the beach, and like a five-mile hike, nobody had flashlights. Mm -mm. We had our phones, but those probably would have died. And like I said, we walked through some serious mud, some ocean... Like, it was a long journey back.
0: Yeah.
1: And they said, no, you guys aren't walking back. We all jumped in their dinghy. Nobody could plane, so it makes a five-mile journey real really far. Really long, yeah. But thank you guys so much. Busy Living, Susie Jane, you guys saved us that night. We would have been, what, what's going on out here? What's the mosquito disease that's going around? Dang, dang.
0: fever, dengue, dang, I don't know how to yeah, say
1: Yeah, we all would have had dang, dang fever. We
0: would have the dang, dang fever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, hot right now in Martinique, and we, that, I mean, we were like in the woods. We would have all had it.
0: Oh, totally. So, you guys are the best. Thanks. That's what we love about the cruising community, though. Like, yeah. so random that we're on a beach five miles away from where any of our boats are, and we didn't know them super well, oh. other than we had met them a handful of times, you know, on the beach and whatever else with Low-E. Um, But just like in the last week, we had met them. Yeah. And then, of course, we're like, no, no, you guys aren't walking. Get on our boats with us, our dinghies. Like, you know, it was so nice. So, yeah.
1: Anyways. So then we went to bed that night, and then we woke up and. Sailed to Grand Arlette. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Anse
0: de Arlette.
1: Anse de Arlette, which is about a 14 mile sail around the little corner. Mm-hmm. What it took us almost
0: three hours.
1: Yeah. What a beautiful little beach that was. That was such a cool little place. Yeah,
0: it was a very quiet little French town. Yeah.
1: And just, I mean, not a whole lot going on. That's probably the sleepiest place we've been. Yeah. There's not even, like, real roads that go there. Buses don't really go there. It's a pain to get to and from if you're not on a boat.
0: Yeah, the next morning we tried to go in town and get breakfast, and nowhere was even open and nowhere was serving breakfast. Like, it just, you couldn't even find a restaurant yeah
1: so we went to the local little tiny grocery store and got a baguette and ate a baguette
0: trusty baguettes every place has baguettes
1: yeah but then we went snorkeling there and holy moly yes how cool was that i mean the dinky the dinghy was on a little mooring a little dinghy mooring ball and it was probably 20 feet deep when we got off 25 Mm -hmm. feet deep Mm -hmm. when we got off the dinghy and like you could just see crystal clear to the bottom it was so freaking awesome yeah what do we see there
0: An octopus.
1: Yeah, we got to see an octopus. That was really cool. And what Megan would call a sea snake, which I think was just an eel.
0: I call, I don't ever want to see that again.
1: (laughs) But it was such cool. I mean, the rock formations were beautiful. The coral was doing well. Like, it was such a cool spot to go snorkel.
0: Oh, yeah. It was so beautiful. And I just, that sea snake is just so. There's something so unnerving about being in the water with something that moves so unnaturally and so much better than you move in the water. And it's (laughs) like. If this thing wanted to swim at me, I'm literally just a floating kebab. Yeah, a kebab. <laughs> snack.
1: <laughs> like, You're gonna get snacked.
0: It would just get me. So uh, I do think after doing some research, I think it was a. It's called a sea a snake eel. Yeah. Although I didn't do research before, so as far as I knew,
1: it was a sea snake. And
0: it was big. It was big. It was probably what four or five feet
1: long. N- uh, I'd say two to three feet
0: no way
1: three to four feet we'll settle there
0: no it was definitely as long as me that thing was creepy really it was pretty big we'll have to ask will and Bree. yeah we need (laughs) extra eyes on this but anyways the octopus was really cool
1: the thing was like it's crazy though i don't understand how octopuses work but when it moved it would just camouflage in with anything that it was around it's so cool yeah, It's amazing. That's an amazing creature. Mm-hmm. And then we went back to the boat and dropped our green light in the water. <laughs> we have this, like, I don't know, 50,000 lumen light that we drop in the water. It's waterproof and 12 volt. What was the first thing we saw? What was the first thing that came to the green light?
0: A jellyfish. A box
1: jelly, which I guess are, like, super dangerous.
0: Yeah. Didn't like that either. And then, like, once one came, they all came. They yep. flocked to the light. Yep. So those things are awesome also crazy yeah they're just clear but then somehow they're moving around yeah and they can follow light i have no idea how
1: it works uh some of the things in the sea are just so amazing and then some more sea snakes
0: some more sea snakes and
1: then some big dark objects that for the longest time we (laughs) could not figure out what they were
0: yeah we were anchored on this shelf like our anchor was in 17 feet and our
1: boat was in 35 yeah and then
0: behind the boat just kept dropping to like like 70 yeah. So where the green light was was probably around 30 feet. And these big, dark objects just kept circling underneath the green light. And then as soon as they would get kind of close enough that we maybe could make them out, they would just dart back into the depths. And we're like, what the heck are
1: those? And it was so creepy because if you'd shine a spotlight on them, their eyes would glow. And it was so eerie. Like, I was like, I'm not getting in this water ever again.
0: And then randomly, in the pitch black dark, we'd be looking at the green light and in the darkness, it's just this massive splash in this big. Oh t- yeah, yeah. So then all of a sudden, these things are like biting things out of the water. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. But luckily, we found out the wind calmed down enough where the water was perfectly still, mm-hmm. and they're just tarpon. Yeah. There's always tarpon. Crisis averted. Yeah, tarpon <laughs> are. I'm not worried about a tarpon at all. <laughs> but that was
0: fun. We saw a lot of sea life, and then the next day we sailed to Fort de France, which is the main city of Martinique where the airport was um that was about a seven mile sail so it took us an an hour and a half ish um and that was a massive city
1: oh yeah Fort de France is very cool but man anchoring there sucks yeah it's like a pretty busy anchorage and again it drops off not as fast but I would say it's like 40 feet 30 feet, mm-hmm. 20 feet. Like it, like a lot of anchorages, I would love to anchor in like 12 feet of water everywhere we go. Yeah. So if we have to anchor in more than that, I want to make sure that we're good. And we dropped the anchor and we rarely have issues with our anchor dragging. And how far do we drag?
0: Easily 40 feet.
1: Just, it just would not grab. Me. We just I motor- stopped.
0: I stopped being putting it in reverse because we were dragging so much i was like well this is terrifying and it was a tight anchorage
1: yeah and we were we're trying to be the last boat that's what we try to be respectful like if it's a tight anchorage we're not going to try to go squeeze in there but we had to go squeeze in there because Mm. it just i mean i was i thought the anchor might have been upside down like it wasn't even grabbing anything Yeah, we were just what was the boat at 1800 rpms we're just doing four knots in reverse like (laughs) there with the anchor wasn't even like causing any resistance somehow
0: we were going faster in reverse than we do forward when we're
1: motoring (laughs) no kidding (laughs) Then we had to go drop, like, way in there, and then it grabbed moderately fine. Yeah. I think we were, like, at first we tried to anchor in, like, 22 feet of water, and then we Mm -hmm. went up to, like, what, 12 or 14 feet of water? Yeah, we dropped
0: in 12, yeah.
1: We were up with the catamarans. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Call us a catamaran.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, but Fort de France is such a pretty anchorage. You're backed up against Mm -hmm. this old... I don't know what era the fort is 1700 1800s maybe I don't know. Yeah. Like you're anchored right behind this massive wall, right behind this massive fort. The Dingy Dock's right there. It's like a really nice Dingy Dock mm-hmm. and then Fort de France is such a cool little city. Like it's got this one road. I don't I'm sure that road has a name, yeah. but it has like one road. It's just a, pre- a pedestrian road.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's just got little shops on it. It's got little restaurants on it, little, I mean, little kebab stores. I mean, it's a cool little road.
0: Yeah, and there's skyscrapers in de France. When was the last time we've seen a skyscraper? We haven't seen, like, a tall multi-story building i mean that's just not a thing in islands further south of here so we were like i think it was a hotel but we were like oh my gosh the building's huge like we were just in awe of some of the infrastructure there
1: absolutely but yeah and then we found the best kebab shop which if you know what a kebab is i think being from the united states a kebab is like a skewer that has meat and vegetables and maybe some pineapple on it
0: that's what i always thought it was yeah
1: same But Will, who was on the boat with us, our German friend, yes, a kebab is very different.
0: That's important information, is that he's our German friend. (laughs) (laughs) Because this whole time he's like, oh, they have kebabs here. And I'm like, yeah, like I've had a good kebab before, you know, seasoned vegetables, pretty good. But he was so excited about kebabs. And so then he took us to this, well, we found a kebab place. And he's like, guys, we have to go here. This looks so good. We walk into the store, it's a sandwich shop.
1: Yeah, a kebab is very different. A kebab is like a... Piece of, it's almost like a pita. Yeah. It's like an open to pita. With deliciousness. With like deliciousness. It, The kebab is like a beef or a chicken thing that they put in front of this fire vertically and like shave it off. Yes. It's so good. And then they
0: put it in, yeah, you can put it in a tortilla or they can put it into, yeah, like a pita bread sandwich type thing.
1: Yeah. Like and a with, bun. With like French fries and garlic aioli and sauce. And onion and, and lettuce. Oh, and, oh, man, you're making me right now. I haven't especially eaten in 56 hours. Having... <laughs> that was the last meal that I had, though. So. But
0: it was so so good so now i know that i love kebabs but will kept pronouncing it kebab because it's spelled k-e-b a-b yeah i think so a-b first yeah so it's like a kebab which apparently is like a really popular thing in germany
1: oh gosh it's so good so and then the fries yeah we got bacon cheddar loaded fries that's like something you haven't had out here at all like that's so freaking good. So good. I think uh, we should stop talking about I got food it. right now. <laughs> I'm going to take a drink of water and try to curb this appetite.
0: Okay, so anyways, we had a great time in Fort de France. And then we sailed to St. Pierre, which is where we are now. Yeah. And it was about a 12 mile sail. Um, we had to do some logistical things. Things And so we actually had Will and Brie pick up a rental car in Fort de France. Yep.
1: At the airport. At
0: the airport. And then we sailed to St. Pierre, which is the most northern anchorage in Martinique. And then they drove yep. and they met us up here because it was so much cheaper to rent a oh, car yeah. in Fort de France. And then they also had to fly, obviously, out of Fort de France um, to catch their flight. So we were like... It just makes sense for them to be able to drive themselves back to the airport so anyways we set sail um, I think they probably had a better time than we did because man that road that goes from Fort de France Gorgeous. to St. Anne it's just like on the coastline the whole time with all these cliffs overlooking the ocean just it seemed so pretty little pull
1: offs every like everywhere you could just pull off and look at uh, it's stunning
0: so stunning they actually said that they saw us sailing a couple times which yeah, is they, funny yeah
1: they did they said they took a couple photos I haven't seen those Will and Bree send them out <laughs> <laughs>
0: But then we rendezvoused in St. Pierre and spent the night here. It's a cute little city. Oh, it's right by the base of the volcano.
1: Oh, my gosh. Mount Pele. Like, I'm looking at it right... Well, I can't see it because it's covered in clouds, but it's literally at the base of I Mount almost Pele. forgot that aspect of the Yeah. This angry. <laughs> it is such a gorgeous... I mean, the city's gorgeous. There's a huge church right here, and, like, the dinghy dock's awesome. The volcano's right there, like... What a stunning anchorage. Mm
0: -hmm. And the town is just super cute and tons of palm trees right on the beach. Just so pretty. And the volcano in the backdrop. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Yes. So since we had a car, we decided to go out and explore. So we drove to the most northern city on the island and went and explored a little volcano beach.
1: Yeah. So Mount Pele erupted in 1902, I think. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it killed like 30,000 people. This used to be the most populated city on Martinique mm-hmm. and in 1902 I can't believe 30,000 people lived here that blows my mind
0: I it's a lot
1: but yeah the the ash on that beach is still from the volcano and it's crazy it's like an ash beach. It's not a black sand beach. It was ash.
0: Yeah, I mean it is. The it looks black yeah. sand, but then when you go and touch the stuff that's not wet, it's, it's just powder. It's powder all over. It's it,
1: so crazy. Yeah, super crazy, but a, such a beautiful little beach and we went on like a cool little walk. I guess there's like a 12-mile hike, but we did like a little loop of it. Mhm. And just, I mean, this this island is so, I can't, st- I don't know what to say about it. It's, like, gorgeous. Oh. Every every corner of this island is so pretty.
0: So beautiful. And parts of that hike reminded me of places like Hawaii. Yeah. And then some of the sheer cliff, like, rock faces remind me of what, like, Thailand or Southeast Asia maybe yeah. would have. I don't know. Just so much diversity and so much lush green. Just a beautiful, beautiful what'd country.
1: What the, the uh, tarantula remind you of?
0: Um... <laughs> My biggest fear?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we were just walking down this path on the way back. We're beat. Like, we're all sweating. We're coming out of the jungle. We finally get on, like, a pretty developed path. And this big old tarantula is just walking across the street in front of us. I mean,
0: easily, like, as big as your hand.
1: It was nasty.
0: And he was bright blue. Yeah. His back was blue, yeah. ew
1: if I knew, we researched him afterwards, and I guess they're not poisonous. If I knew that, I might have tried to touch him a little bit.
0: Yeah, but he was crazy oh, looking. Yeah. I was... don't know if you guys have looked at a tarantula close up, but they are wild. Yeah. And I've definitely never seen one in my normal day-to-day life.
1: Yeah, and the craziest thing was it was just, cr- like, just creeping across. It was just going slow, and then somehow it got spooked. It moved so fast it wasn't even coming at me, and I was running the other direction. It was so <laughs> scary. Like,
0: I think it grew wings and flew because I did not see its little legs touching the ground fast. Like, it was just flying across the ground. It was so fast. It just, I did not like that. Oh,
1: yeah. But there were some cool rum distillery ruins Mm -hmm. from, what, 1700s or 1800s? Like, the the history of these islands are so old. It's wild. It's so crazy. They had rum distilleries out here in, like, the freaking 1700s and 1800s. It's wild to me. Yeah,
0: and that was kind of a fun thing to find, too, because we just went on this hike, and granted, you know, there's, like, some little trail signs, but we don't really know where we're going. We can't read anything, so we just start heading up on this hike and we're going up and then we're going down and we're going up and then there's this like offshoot road that's kind of um walks by a waterfall and a little stream yeah and so it's kind of this offshoot and then all of a sudden everything starts just it's so pretty it's like it went from like this lush green to all these tiny little bright flowers yeah and then we found like orange trees and banana trees and we're just like walking down this little tiny path and then you just pop out into this section of ruins from an old rum distillery it was yeah. crazy
1: yeah very cool but it was not maintained the grass is no, like yeah. w- like waist high we do have a metal detector on the boat i wish we would have taken it up Ooh. there with us i bet you we could have found some cool stuff
0: yeah that would have been cool <sighs> so that was kind of a fun surprise that just came out of the out of the woodworks yeah you know, went over to the ocean, we like overlooked the water, and then we able to were able to hike back, and that's when we saw the tarantula. Oh, Safe to say, I'm glad we saw that on the end of the hike, because if we saw that earlier on, I would have been more resistant to just walking through a bunch of high grass
1: and it. everything. But. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding, dude, but we've moved the boat a lot this week, it's been busy, mm-hmm. we've done a lot, we've really hit it hard. I hope Will and Brie had a lot of fun because we had a lot of fun. It was good having them on board. Yes. What is something that you learned this week?
0: Oh, man. Well, kind of in the same vein, talking about all these animals we've seen for the first time, I have learned how scary the ocean is. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have done a lot of snorkeling. I've never seen so many jellyfish. Oh, yeah. I've never seen a sea snake, eel, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. To me, it's a snake. I've never seen an octopus. So I've seen a lot of firsts, but also that made me be like, wow, there's so much out here. Yeah. And recently I was researching, and apparently there's been orca sightings in the Caribbean too. So I always thought orcas were a cold climate mammal. I think they're mammals. Yeah. But recently I saw that they're actually in the Caribbean. Yes. So that just is crazy to me, like how much life there really is and is just constantly lurking in the waters below your boat.
1: Yes. Ah, that's a good one. I like that. That's
0: what I learned this week. What's something you learned?
1: I learned that I think I self-identify as French.
0: Mm, okay, <laughs> tell
1: me more. I love the culture here. I love how prideful they are. <laughs> I love their short shorts. Yeah, you do. I love the French bakeries. I love the how much they cycle and sail. Like, mm-hmm. I asked my mom because she did like a, what's it called? What kind of test is that called? Like, like where you, the ancestry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it came back as 16% French. So I'm going to identify as 16% French. I think <laughs> I, I, I literally downloaded Duolingo and have been practicing French because I love it. The culture here, I, I could absolutely immerse myself in this culture and be as happy as a clam. Oh my God. So I am now self identifying as French.
0: Well, I'm happy that you have really made it back to your roots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I
1: think. Merci. You're, <laughs> but
0: I think you're talking about like island. French yes
1: I'm a French Caribbean yes I' self-identify as a French Caribbean yeah
0: yeah yeah because I, I don't know how you say too that but in mainland
1: France true when we for were in, yeah in Paris it snowed on us all time so no thanks to that yeah. I'm a French Caribbean Islander
0: well thanks for listening in we've done a lot we learned a lot and we've got a ton going on next week too so we will talk to you guys next time
1: have a good week see ya bye